way we consume and share news today, it is largely rooted in social media outlets. The reason why we decided it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online from the hottest issues to trends for our daily social media minute. We're joined by Yerika. Good morning. Good morning. And looking so tropical. I wish I were in a tropical destination right now. (laughs) That would be nice. (laughs) Listeners, do you have any vacation plans? Let us know. Let us be jealous from afar. Oh, it's that season, of course. I wonder what kind of plans our listeners have. I don't know, Erica. You reminded me that plane tickets are expensive. Hotels are unaffordable. (laughs) I'm putting a pin in mine. All right. But it turns out that traveling locally, well, that's kind of easier, I suppose, than booking a flight overseas. But it turns out nature, well, it needs a break from us ever so often. (laughs) That's right. Even nature needs a breather from time to time, (laughs) it seems. The state-run Korea National Park Service says that it's going to block visitors from entering a mudflat strip at Bungsanpo Beach in Tanhan National Park, which is around 150. 50 kilometers south of Seoul, and this entry ban is going to be enforced over a period of one full year. Oh boy. Yes, this area, designated for restoration, will be in the mudflats northern region. I mean, this is a pretty expansive area, right. and uh, it comprises 10.3% of the entire mudflat. Okay, so it's going to shut down for an entire year yeah. to take a break from any kind of human touch and yes. intervention, because that usually lets nature run its course and heal. Yeah. I mean, during the pandemic, we talked about... That's right, the dolphins and the fish return to Venice. <laughs> exactly. Right? So that's... I'm not quite sure what kind of effect uh, this beach will yeah. ha- benefit from, but at least a, a start is a one-year break. Uh, let's try to gauge how bad the damage is in the area. Yeah, the mudflat in Mungsanpo Beach has been struggling in recent years with hardening floors, and uh, there's also been a significantly dwindling population of clams, edible clams, Okay. Uh, as a result of more than 1,000 people visiting the area every day during the summer months. Okay. Now, you can imagine Imagine the kind of damage that this could do to the mudflats. And the ecosystem of the yeah. mudflats. Um, w- mm. One of the popular activities I guess people do on yeah. the west coast of Korea is uh, not swimming, actually. They like to walk on the mudflats right, and right. they like to dig for the clams. mud for clams. Yeah. And the kids love it. And it's actually really fun. And yeah. it's, it's like you said, it's a tourist attraction. It's fun for both usually the parents and yeah. the children. I'm assuming it's more fun for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> but too much of that yeah. could cause irreparable damage. That's right. So what's going to happen moving forward over yeah. the next year is if uh, people violate the National Park's access restrictions, they will be punished by a fine of uh, 100,000 won, around $77 for first-time offenders, 300,000 won for those who violate their rules a second time, and 500,000 won for third-time offenders. Now, this is the first time a mudflat inside a national park is going to be shut down for an extended period of time for recovery. So this seems to be important because when there's a first, there's a lot of watchful eyes, right? And if it does in fact turn out to be restorative as you've said, then it would be the perfect pilot for other mudflats to benefit from too. So as for punishments, just don't do it. Yeah, don't do (laughs) it. The rules are clear. Mm -hmm. Give the mudflat a break. Yes. All right, on to our second buzzword of the day. Now, this excites me because I live in this district. I had no idea that this was a perk. One of the nicer neighborhoods in Seoul apparently offering pet sitting service 
pet care for free. That's right. For single person households. <laughs> I was very specific, huh? Yeah. It's starting next month to help, you know, people living alone leave their homes to go on business trips okay. or go traveling or to receive perhaps medical care, health care away from home. Yes. And uh, I had this question for you. When you go away, yes. which is not that often, <laughs> based on the last two years Pandemic. I've been a part of the show. Yes. Uh, do you have a person who takes care of your dog when you're away? I usually send him to, I know what this sounds uh-huh. like, but this is the only option I have, doggy hotels. Uh-huh, okay. Um, and it's, A lot it's, of people do that. I know, but I just don't like the way that sounds at a all. hotel? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's not as fancy as it sounds. Right. It's just a daycare service mm-hmm. that will keep the dog overnight. And during the daytime, they let the dogs play amongst right. each other. And it's, it's the same place my dog's been going since he was a puppy. So Okay. So he's familiar. He's familiar. With the, the place. It makes sense. Um, he likes the trainers. The trainers like him. That's oh, important. That's so important. <laughs> Right? Because for me, it was not just about um, leaving my dogs where he, well, he can't be trusted, yeah. but I don't want to leave my beagle, the very, very rowdy beagle, with someone who really can't handle him. I know. Yeah, that could be stressful for both For parties. both. <laughs> okay, so that's what I do, uh-huh. but not everyone has a trusted uh, daycare center for their dogs. How does this particular service work? So this pet sitting service sends dogs to a private daycare facility. Okay. This is for a maximum of 24 hours uh, while their owner leaves their home to do whatever they have to do. Okay. And uh, the service is free of charge. And individuals can apply for this service up to six times in a year. That sounds really promising. I mean, maybe not for your like weekend trips Mm -hmm. because that's a little bit too long. But when you just need to run errands and you don't want to leave your home empty with your dog alone, six times a year, free of charge. For 24 hours. And nothing is free in Seoul. So this is really exciting, (laughs) guys. That's a good point. I do wonder, who can apply for the service? Yes, the service is available for single-person households living in the Sochogu district, with a registered pet. Uh, The pet owner must be below the 150% median income hurdle. Uh And the pet also must have completed vaccinations in the previous 12 months. And uh, yeah, the pet sitting service was designed to cater to the needs of uh, the increasing number Mm -hmm. of pet owning single person households Mm -hmm. in the area and uh, to keep their dogs in good company while their owners are away. It makes it really difficult for owners to do anything. It kind of guilt trips us to just staying home over the weekend. I mean, even even these like dog parks, right? They're so crowded. And my dog is actually considered large, not medium. (laughs) It scares the smaller dogs. And he's a beagle. He's so misunderstood. It breaks my heart. They're so energetic. They're so energetic. They're hound dogs. And I'm supposed to let them roam free. There's not a whole lot of place to do that in the city of Seoul. But I feel like doggy daycare free. That's a good place to start. All right, on to our last buzzword of the day. A beloved name and restaurant shutting its doors as developers move in. Is this just an unavoidable theme? Yeah, right. Um, We've been talking about it in in recent weeks. Jimyeonok is the restaurant I'm talking about. It was a beloved local institution that specialized in cold noodles. It served its last meals on Saturday Mm -hmm. after 37 years in business in the Uljiro Samga district of Seoul, which is very central. Mm -hmm. There's an ongoing development project around the area and many businesses in the neighborhood have either shut down for good or have moved to new locations. Now, this restaurant plans to eventually reopen okay. at a new location. We don't know when or where for 
for now, but uh, it meant goodbye to so many of its regular patrons on Saturday. And uh, there was a long line <laughs> of loyal customers who wanted to enjoy the last meal at this particular location. Sure. And uh, it was really hot over the weekend, but that apparently did not bother them as they queued <laughs> on the sidewalk for a long time. And many patrons were even seen crying. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's, it's not the naengmyeon probably. It's all the memories attached to it. And I can't imagine yeah. seeing kind of like a go-to spot disappear. That's hard, I you think. You know, this restaurant, every time I go, I mean, I, I, yeah. I love this place too. Yeah. My parents took me there many, many years ago. <laughs> but uh, every time I go, I see the younger generation enjoying the same bowl of noodles alongside like harabojis, yes. like the grandpas who've been going there for decades. That's just the thing. Yeah. I mean, no matter where they relocate to, and I'm sure the food will just be uh, just as excellent, but it's just not the same, right? No. I mean, keeping, staying put in the same yes. area, the same location, but we did have to say goodbye over the weekend, yeah. it turns out. Now, a bit of a history about this restaurant, sure. because this is goodbye. It first opened in 1985. It's been serving Pyongyang-style naengmyeon, which is a chilled, clear beef-based broth with buckwheat noodles. Mm. It's a dish that's become more and more appreciated in recent years. It's kind of a trend. It really is. Yeah. Uh, the restaurant is, in fact, among a handful of establishments in central Seoul that has not only stood the test of time, but has only gotten more popular in recent years. Yeah. Um, there are a few others that I could mention, but uh, you already know if you're an England lover, <laughs> which restaurants I'm talking about. I've seen so many celebrity interviews where, you know, K-pop stars and yeah. Korean actors, they go overseas and they come back and the go-to question is, hey, what food did you miss the most? And so many are quick to answer. Pyongyang Naengmyeon yeah. particularly, as opposed to the Hamun counterpart. Yeah. It's a little bit more bland, but there's something so special about yeah. the, the it's, beef broth. It's subtle, and it's blandness. But it's so addictive. It's del- exactly. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me, but it's delicious, <laughs> and it can't be replicated elsewhere in the world. Uh, All right, so Seoul City's plan to develop the area by demolishing these outdated buildings was approved back in 2017. Mm-hmm. The process to provide proper compensation to owners of the buildings, the area started in 2019, and now they're just moving in motion. You know, there's been this protracted legal battle back and forth, back and forth. But the Seoul High Court ordered the owners to hand over the building to the development company. Mm. And this decision was reached very recently oh. on June 14th. Ujimyeonok building was the last of the 103 buildings in the neighborhood marked as the 3-2 district okay. under the project to be handed over to the development company. Okay, so the Seoul government's plan is to create a park between that Seon Arcade and Chinyang Arcade in Chungu district in central Seoul yes. and construct multi-purpose buildings residential and commercial units if all goes well it should just be revamped to look better that's right you know some people are all for it others are skeptical about the neighborhood's future mm. you know it's not just the older tenants that are worried it's also the younger artists the yeah. designers you know who in recent years have capitalized on the old industrial feel of the area they've opened restaurants cafes bars and studios and they're concerned that this redevelopment project will take away the identity of this whole Ojiro area yeah it was nicknamed I I feel like this is now outdated keep too. Keep <laughs> okay. And now that we're saying it so much, I don't think it's hip anymore. But <laughs> you're right. It kind of yeah. banked on this idea of taking these old structures Correct. and putting like a 21st century spin on yep. it. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Are we risking gentrification? Another bone to pick for another day. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Erica. Have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.